There are three ways to stop limiting God and yourself. Change your thoughts, change your beliefs, and change your actions. I'm inviting you here on Take the Limits Off Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Right here on Boss Up Houston Network, we serve an unlimited God. Don't you think it's time we take the limits off? My name is Trisha Kyle. Good evening. Guess what? It, it's it's Friday night, and we are right here at Take the Limits Off. Ah, every single Friday from eight until nine, we stream uh, on Facebook. That's right. On uh, oh my gosh, Boss Up Houston Network. Oh my God, forgive me. I'm so sorry. Right here on Boss Up Houston Network on our Facebook or on our YouTube, so you can always catch us. Make sure that you are going to YouTube and clicking on that bell notification so you can get new shows that drop from Boss Up Houston Network as well as on Facebook. If you like uh, the page, then you can get all the notifications for everything that we've got going on here. And there is a lot. We got some great content here. Got some relational content. We got some, if you're interested in, in finding a boo, if you're interested in keeping your boo, we've got some great content for you. If you're interested in building your wealth, if you're looking into real uh, realty, if you're looking into whatever it is, going deeper with the Lord, we've got it right here on Boss of Houston Network. Amen. And so we thank you for joining us here this Friday today. Take the limits off. Hi, again, my name is Trisha Kyle, and we come to you every single week again from 8 until 9. You can catch us on any music streaming app, whether it's Pandora, Spotify, Apple Tunes, iTunes, Apple Music, all that good stuff. If you're looking for us, you can catch us. We are a podcast, but you can also also catch us on YouTube. And every single Friday, we come here and we dig deep. And our purpose here at Take the Limits Off is to encourage, inspire, and hopefully empower you to take the limits off of God and yourself. You know, we serve a limitless God. And a lot of times with our finite minds, we put God in this tiny little box. But God is so much bigger and he is infinite. And man, what he has in store for you does not fit in a tiny little box. I believe that yeah. my guests can attest to that. I am so glad to have her here. Her name is Miss Akila Miller. And in my phone, she is Miss Akila, the author. That's right. I've got her here today. And I do want to let you know that this show is going to be airing October the 8th. But here today, it is actually October the 1st. And this is um, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And so every single Friday this month. Um, and even into the first uh, week of November, we're going to be bringing you content about domestic violence. You know, I have suffered um, in that area as well. I was in a domestic violence situation. And so I'm an advocate, as is my sister right here. And um, we do all that we can to help educate the public and hopefully inspire someone to see it a little bit differently, have a different perspective on what their relationship may be. And if you are someone who is in a domestic violence situation, we do encourage you to get some help. There is some amazing help. We're going to talk about that later on in the show today. But without further ado, again, I would like to introduce ah, to so many, Miss Akila Miller. God Hi. bless you. How are you? Pretty good. Isn't Thank she so beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> She's gorgeous. Amen. Thank I'm you for so having glad. me here. Amen. Like, I'm so glad. Is, yes, really a blessing. I was excited. <laughs> We've just been smiling at each other and giggling with each other, but amen. Thank you so much for um, being willing to come here and being so vocal about your story. So much so, I remember you telling us that your mom said you ought to put pen to paper yes. and write about it. Yes. I do remember that. We met about a year ago. Um, we had the amazing fortune of being um, interviewed by Miss Nicole J and Miss Joan Montrell uh, for their radio program. And we did take part in a domestic violence program last year. Yes. And that's how we got connected. Right. So, um, amen. I do get, thank God for amazing connections that happen as we continue to walk this right. journey. I hate that this is what we have in common. It's not the only thing that we have in common, right. but I do hate that we have this in common. But um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, um, like I said, I'm Akilah Miller. Um, I am a domestic uh, violence survivor. Amen. Um, I'm a mother. 
I'm a sister, a daughter, a friend, all that, all of that, all that great stuff. Amen. (laughs) Um, And I'm just happy to be able to share my story. Amen. And you know, because what what the devil meant for bad, like God turned into good. Amen. So I'm just you know excited. As long as I can reach at least one person, then I know I've done something good. You know. Amen. So. Amen. (laughs) Um, We are right now in the news. There is a a hunt for a gentleman who. Um, has murdered his girlfriend. I know they've been hunting for him um, for a while. And a matter of fact, last year when we did the program, uh, we learned about a, a story about a. Um, there were a couple stories going on that very week when we had that program. Uh, uh, there was one gentleman who, I think his girlfriend had broken up with him and then moved on and. And he decided to shoot her and kill her while she was in a pickup truck with um, someone new. And then the other one was um, a husband who there is so many domestic, you know, calls about this family. And he decided to um, shoot and kill a police officer, if we Mm. remember that uh, last year. So we know that this is not something that's new. It goes on and it affects the entire family. And and I want to be clear that it doesn't just affect women. There are men that are being abused right now. Definitely. Same-sex relationships. There are people that are being abused right now. It's not just a female-specific crime. But we know that the numbers for women are are far larger for women than they are for men. But... um, we uh, advocate for um, everyone right now that is in that type of situation, whether you're male or female, same sex, it does not matter. Um, you need help. And even if you're the person that's being abusive, uh, you need help too. Yes. Amen. So um, we want to tell a little bit about your story. Are you interested in yes. talking about your story yes. today? Yes. So yes, tell me fine. all about it. Tell um, us about it. How did you meet the person? How did this come to be? Uh, well, first, let me say it's interesting that you said is you know this happens to men just as much as women. Yeah. You know, it's one in one in every five women have experienced you know the physical abuse. One in every seven men mm-hmm. have experienced it. Mm-hmm. Um, and abuse is not just physical. Right. It's different forms: mental, emotional, uh, financial abuse. Absolutely. It's you know there's all kind of different uh, different sorts of it. So. Um, but as far as my story, for me, it started uh, with my my oldest daughter's father. Okay. Uh, my oldest daughter, she's 12 years old. Um, I met her father when I was 17, right after high school. Mm-hmm. At the time, he was 25. He told me he was 21. Mm-hmm. So um, we, you know, we were dating. I broke up with him because I just started college. And I was like, I need to focus on school. You know, I was doing modeling at the time. I was just... Focus, trying to be a student, trying to be, you know, um, have my head on straight. So I broke up with him. At first, he seemed like it was okay. Okay, I understand. Well, he would come to my dorm room all the time. Just talk to me. Just, you know, let's try to make this work. And me being young and just like, okay, well, let's, you know, maybe we can be together and I can still focus on school. Well, in the beginning, of course, you know, he's sweet, kind, loving, all this stuff. And uh, bring you flowers and just you know kind of right. sucks you in that right. way right um I ended up, attentive yes mm-hmm. <laughs> um I ended up moving in with him because this is this was the first sign which I didn't see I was so young you know and he was much older but um the first sign if you love me you will do this and do that or you know yeah so that's what made me go okay well let me move in with him because he said if you love me you will move in with me wow. and I was like you know I said, okay, well, show him that you love him, so move in with him, you know? Um, Things were fine at first, and once I got pregnant, I got pregnant at 18, Mm -hmm. had my daughter at 19. Um, That's when the abuse started, because he felt like, hi, I have her, she's not going anywhere, I can do what I want, you know? And mentally, at the time, he had me mentally. So it was difficult to even tell my family. Um, My family... They may not even know everything. They don't know everything that I went through with him. Right. They know some things, you know. People know what I put in the book, you know, right, right here. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, you know, they don't know everything. So the moment I found that I was pregnant, um, he would uh, put his hands on me simply because I had morning sickness. 
I threw up one morning and he started yelling, cursing at me, calling me all kinds of names. And he put my face in my vomit as if I was a dog. And so that right there, that shocked me. I was in total shock. Like, what did, you know, what's going on? Why would he do this to me? You know, he's supposed to love me and he's supposed to protect me and take care of me. Why is he treating me this way? So I'm, I'm like, I can't even have morning sickness in front of him. <laughs> and I was actually going to get on birth control and they told me I was already pregnant. <laughs> wow. So I was like, okay, well, this, you know, it's not how this is supposed to go, but, you know, God had other plans. So my daughter was supposed to be here. Um, so, yeah, I, it was just different things that he would do. Um, I cooked dinner one night, made this huge dinner. He said he wanted this, this, and that. I made it all. He decides he doesn't want that anymore. He's going to eat a TV dinner. So I'm like, well, Keela, if you get upset, he's going to no tell him what he's going to do. Uh -huh. So you can't get upset. Just, you know. Um, there was another time we went to Walmart. And I've always had long thick curly hair you know and I wore my hair out it was big and bushy we were in Walmart and a couple complimented me on my hair you have beautiful hair it looks nice and you know and I was like oh thank you he didn't say anything we get home and he grabs some scissors pushes me against the wall and he's like you think you have pretty hair you won't have it if I cut it off and at that moment I was just like what what do I do like what if he cut me you know Okay. So, um, during, you know, like I said, this is all during my pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, he moved me to Westheimer, which my whole family lives like on the north side. And, you know, he moved okay. me to the other side of town. Right. Um, he messed up my car. So I no longer had a car. Um, he broke my cell phone. So I would sometimes call my family from a pay phone and just make it seem like, oh, you know, I messed up my phone or it's, you know, mm -hmm. it, it was nothing. Cause I didn't want to alert them or alarm them that something was going on. Um, he, let's see, this was around Hurricane Ike time. Okay. I was big pregnant. <laughs> yeah. um, it was storming out, you know, the power's out. Uh, we had ran out of food. Um, a neighbor of ours was barbecuing outside and he knew that I was pregnant. So he was like, hey, you know, my wife wants to know if, if you're, you know, if your woman wants some food, if she's hungry. And I wanted to say, yeah, I'm starving, I'm pregnant, I'm hungry, you know. And he looked at me, and I, I didn't know what to say. I'm like, do I say that I'm hungry? Do I not say anything? And he just goes, are you, are you hungry? I'm like, yes, you know. So I got the food, ate. He got upset that I ate majority of the food and didn't save him much. So at that point, he, I'm in a t-shirt. He drags me outside. And I'm outside the front door. He locked me out. It's raining outside. I had to go to the neighbors and, you know, he came over there after about an hour. Oh, I wanted to come get her. I didn't know where she was. And they're like, well, you know, what's going on? And, you know, of course he didn't want them to know what was going on. I was like, oh, it's okay. It's, you know, it's fine. I just, everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Trying to cover for him. Mm -hmm. I go back in the house and I go take me a shower and just try to, you know, cause I'm still, I was soaking wet in a t-shirt. Right. And, I go in, take me a shower, and he makes it seem like, oh, everything's okay. The next day, buys flowers, treats me well, just, oh, I love you, and I'm sorry. The day after that, goes back to being a monster. So right. this is what I dealt with for... How many years? Uh, for about almost two, almost two years. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to cut you real short. We're about to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to hear some more of Miss Akila's story. And she's going to talk about some of those red flags that she saw. And maybe you can identify some of those red flags for yourself. Or maybe you're actually already into a relationship right now. And so we pray our prayer, our purpose here today is to not glorify um what goes on, but we're going to give you some tools. Um, she'll talk about her way of escape. She'll talk about some of those red flags that um, she saw, but didn't necessarily put the pieces together. Cause I know a lot of us, yeah. we've all gone through that. Um, but we're going to be back with you in about three minutes. Hold on tight. Can't wait to see you in just a second.
Wanna be a boss? You're watching Boss Up Houston Network. It's Boss Up Houston, where we look up, stay up, and boss up. Our new house is amazing. Great street, huge yard. There is a bit of an issue with our neighbor's fencing. At least Geico makes bundling our home and car insurance easy. Which helps us save even more. Hey Sarah, hey Peter. Touche. For bundling made easy, go to geico.com. If you like this video, please share it. And hit the subscribe button to watch more great Geico videos if you... Hey, guys, can you please watch the begonias? Just planted those. Trisha Kyle and if you are watching us um, hopefully you're watching us on Boss Up Houston Network um, whether it be on the YouTube page or on the Facebook page or maybe you're watching on my page I have no idea um, but whatever page welcome you catch us every single Friday from 8 until 9 now if you happen to be listening to the podcast either on Pandora Spotify Apple Tunes iTunes all of that whatever you stream your music on welcome again again you can catch us you can take a look at all of our episodes right there I know I was checking my own self out on Pandora this week and I was quite surprised amen um, but we do our best right here at take the limit off to hopefully inspire, encourage, and empower you to take the limits off of your life. And we know that not only take the limits off of God and yourself, and we know in order to do that, we've got to do a couple of things. Number one, we've got to change our thoughts. Number two, we've got to change our beliefs. And in changing our thoughts and our beliefs, hopefully we're changing our perception and our actions will follow. And so that's why we're here. We know that God has put some amazing things on the inside of you and hopefully we're inspiring you to identify them and to begin to walk in that because we know that it's not that Miss Akila is here and she's this amazing author and she's got a platform and she's using it for God's glory and hopefully to help and encourage someone else but you know what I just believe that there's something on the inside of you that the world needs to hear as well and so that's why I'm here hoping that you discover that which God God has for you. So again, we are here with Miss Akila Miller, and she is an author of an amazing book. Why don't you give them some information about this great book? You have yes. one or two books? I, I brought two. She bought two. I brought two. Amen. I brought Amen. two. So I wasn't sure. Let me just bring, you know, bring Amen. an extra one just in case. Amen. Um. And this is the story. This is your story. Yes. 
And it's called? The the Naked Truth, um, A Woman Who Survived the Hands of a Man. Amen. So, yeah, this is, um, it's, it's crazy because I started this as a journal. Mm. And, you know, my mom, one day she goes, you know, you should write a book. You could write a book with the things you've been through. And yeah. I was like, oh, no, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not an author. I'm not a writer. I'm not none of that. What you say, yes, she is. <laughs> I got the book right here next to me. How can they find the book? How can they get in contact um, with you if they're interested in having you come out to come and speak? And by the way, if you're interested in having her speak, yes, how do they reach you? Yes. Um, <laughs> the book is available on Amazon. Um, it's only $20 on Amazon. It'll be shipped straight to you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Akila Charles, which is my maiden name. Um, you know, that's ties to my family. So I want to, uh, I went through a divorce. So the Charles is my maiden name. So that's, Akeela that's Charles. how you can find We're me. We're going to change that. A-K-E-I-L-A Charles. Because I know people go, well, how do you spell that? <laughs> spell it again so that they hear you. Yes. A-K-E-I-L-A. Amen. Yes. Amen. So had you ever had, um, I know a lot of times um, young girls grow up and they're in high school and they have those controlling um, boyfriends. Um, had you ever had a controlling boyfriend ever? Um, no, I never, like in high school, I never had a controlling boyfriend. Um, I, you know, I didn't experience that myself mm -hmm. until I met this person. You know, yes. So what were, we talked about some of those red flags and some of the control behaviors. And what were some of the things that you saw maybe before it got too late that just um, made you think well, this was different than what you had ever experienced before. And this right. could potentially, this made you give you a moment's pause. What um, did you experience? I noticed that he wanted to control what I wore. Uh, yeah, the clothing and keep in mind, I was I was young. Um, like I said, I was pregnant at 18. Um, he wanted to control what I wore and- How did, he, how how did I, that look? What did it, he want you to do differently that you weren't doing? Um, well, at first I thought it was sweet or I was like, oh, you know, he wants me to dress Cover like this. Or, Right. Okay. Right. He wanted me to, to cover up a little more and, um, which I feel like it really didn't matter because no matter what I had on, if anyone looked my way, it was my fault from what he would tell me. You know, it's like, oh, well, they're looking at you because you, you must've looked at them or you must've given them a reason to, to look at you. And so, yeah, that was one thing he wanted to control, uh, what I wore. Can I say um, this real quick? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't care what children wear or what women wear. That is not an open invitation right. for sexual harassment. Right. Um, what a young person wear uh, does not make a man a pedophile or make a woman a pedophile. It doesn't make a grown man uh, seeing a woman who's maybe got little shorts on make him a rapist. It's what's already in them. Right. Um, the clothing is not an excuse. It's simply what's in you. And, and we've seen a lot of videos. I, I know that I have personally seen a lot of videos like on things like TikTok where men are in stores running around behind college students. Now, um, mm. you and I both know that people that are younger, they're, they're not really paying attention to what they, you know, they're just wearing little bitty shorts right. and moving on about their business and doing what right. they do. And um, when we were young, we probably weren't always paying attention to what it was that we were wearing. We were just yeah. quickly going and, and doing what it is that we were doing, but I've seen it more and more now. And where I thought yeah. it was just something that was going on back in the day, like in my era, yeah. it seems to now have taken, uh, gone even further mm -hmm. um, now, uh, people recording. And then you get the backlash and, and the negative commentary right. about women and what it is that they wear. What you wear or what you've worn yeah. does not justify someone looking at you improperly. Exactly. It is not your fault. Right. You are able to wear what it is that you want to wear. And I hope that women know that. Um, yeah. I do dress modestly, but that's part of my calling and, and what God has for me. But I would never look at a woman and say, hey, you deserved what you got because of what you had on. Right. That's the wrong message. If we're teaching ourselves how to walk with self-control, mm -hmm. 
um, what someone else wears does not determine my character. Exactly. And what I will yeah, and will not do. Is, so that is true. Bless your heart. And what else was it that you experienced with him? Um, Other red flags that made you. But you just thought he, they were cute. That you thought they were right. sweet. He was very attentive. Right. Did he seem to want to keep you all to himself? Yes. How did that yes. begin to look for you uh, when it first started? Well, it was. It was weird for me because I'm I'm a family person. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, going to family events, being around my family. Um, I have a close-knit family. Mm -hmm. um, so the fact that he didn't want to do anything outside of us. Mm -hmm. And I would even ask him, like, you don't want to do anything with your family? He didn't really have a great relationship with his family. Mm -hmm. um, and come to find out his, you know, uh, father had been abusive to his mother for years and I didn't find that out till later. Right. So I'm like, ah, okay, makes this sense. makes sense. <laughs> makes this sense. this makes sense. But um seeing him have uh like this anger streak, right. that was another red flag of course, because it would be over the smallest things. You know, something mm -hmm. that wouldn't even um I'm trying to think give an example. It would really be the smallest thing. Mm -hmm. Like if I didn't put the clothes in the dryer you know, when he wanted it, he would get so angry to where he would spit in my face and just just do whatever he felt like doing. Because he felt like, oh, she's not going to do anything or she can't go anywhere. You know, mm -hmm. he wanted to make sure that he paid all of the bills so that I wouldn't have any say over anything. So, yeah, it was... But he would turn around and flip it back on you whenever yeah. he paid all the bills? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like a yes. handbook, Jesus. It's like yes. a handbook. You can pretty much predict what's yeah. happening or what's yeah, right. what's going to transpire. Right. And you were in this relationship for nine years. We're going to be taking a commercial break. No, I was in I mean, for two for, years. for about two to two and a half, about two and a half Two and a half years. years. Yeah. What was the breaking point? Where did you start in your relationship to think... I need to get out of this. I need to get out of this. Um, well, I knew, I actually left when I was pregnant, mm -hmm. uh, like in the middle of my pregnancy. Um, I moved in with my aunt. Okay. And this was uh, when I finally, you know, I, I went to my mom's house one day and I, you know, went ahead and told my mom what was going on. She called my dad. She called my family. <laughs> and oh, wow. they, yeah, yeah um, they were not having it. They was like, oh, no, like this is not, you know, going on. Right. Uh, my aunt and uncles and my family came with me to my apartment. He wasn't there. So they helped me get my things. And my aunt was like, no, you're you're coming. To, you're staying with us. Right. Um, so I went to stay with her. And, of course, he, you know, over time, he's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get counseling. I'm going to get help. We can pray about this. That's another thing. They always try to bring God into it <laughs> when they feel like, oh, you know, that'll get her to stop. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So over going, let's pray about this. Let's, you know, I'm going to go to counseling. I'm going to do this. I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm changing. I'm getting better. Uh, you're, you're the only person I have. That's another thing. They try to guilt trip you, guilt trip you into making you feel like, oh, well, he doesn't have anybody else. He only has me, you right. know. So I As need if you to be there for save him exactly and fix and his life. And I felt like I could. Yeah, I felt like I could fix him. I felt like I could be the person to, you know. Right. And that's the mistake that I made on my part. Did you feel like it was your responsibility to? Fix yes, him? yes, yeah. because he made it seem like his family had abandoned him, or you know. And I'm like, well, you know, he doesn't have anybody, so let me be the one to to just help. I him. can reach him. Yeah. I can turn things exactly. around. Exactly. Bless your heart. And that was not the case. That's never the case. Right. Never the case. So how long were you with your aunt before you decided to go um, back? For a couple of months. Okay. I can't remember exactly how long. Ooh, this has been years ago. Right. <laughs> but uh, maybe, I could be wrong, maybe around four months or so. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I decided to go back. Um and the breaking point for me, what made me go, okay, I can't do this anymore, mm. was after I gave birth to my daughter. Wow. So we had uh, moved, you know, to a different apartment. Oh. Um, 
and we were closer to my family. We were closer to my mom. And after I gave birth, there was one incident where, and he was fine after that. It's like the abuse had stopped. But by that time, I was so broken and, you know, just, he had broken me down. It didn't matter. You know, right. so um, it had stopped until my daughter was about three weeks old. And we had an argument about something and I was holding my baby. Mm -hmm. And he pushed me into the wall and my baby's head hit the wall. And at that moment, I said, you know what? If I don't do this for myself, I have to do this for her. I can't stay in this. This man is going to end up killing me or, you know, at this point, I don't feel safe. My baby is not safe. I need to do something. Right. So um, it wasn't until she was four months old. That's when one day I just snapped. And <laughs> I, he, had, he didn't do anything that day. He was sitting on the couch watching TV. And I just snapped. Mm -hmm. I started, we got into it, got into a fight real bad. Um... And I just, I called my mom, you know, I said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, I said, is it okay if I come live with you? Yeah. And, you know, her and my stepdad said, yes, go ahead, you know, come on. Um, we had literally just bought brand new furniture, everything. Right. I didn't care. Right. I took my clothes, my daughter's clothes, her crib, you know, that's all I had. Right. And I took it and started over, started completely over. And of course, as a as an abuser or as a ma manipulator, and you know, right. oh, you can't make it without me. You you're you're gonna be back. You're not gonna do this without me. I've been doing this and doing that. You'll be back. It'll it's fine. Right. So it's like he was trying to get in my head again. Right. And I said, no, I you know, I knew I had to do it for my daughter. Because right. I kept telling myself, is this the kind of man that I would want her to be with? Right. No. So now that I am a mother, I can only imagine the pain that my mother felt. Right. So that was the turning point for me. That's when I said, no, I can't. And that's when I just walked away for good. Well, um, what I want to say is that it is possible to leave a relationship. And if you're fortunate enough to have a really strong family that loves you, right. very tight-knit family, um, then that can make things so much easier. If you are not, it may make things a little bit more difficult, but make sure that you're reaching out to someone. Yeah. And hear me, if you are someone who is a friend of or a family member of someone who is being abused, the worst thing that you can do is offer up your opinion to be judgmental. Right. What they need is they need a listening ear without a judgment attached and the best advice that you can give someone who is in that situation is to get help immediately. There are shelters. Um, police do know of places where you can go, emergency shelters for women, um, where you can go and that address is not put out there publicly because we don't want um, other men to um, be you know, stalking shelters, right. looking for their wives and girlfriends um, and mates that have escaped. Uh, them. So um, there are plenty of places where you can get some help. We're going to make sure that we share some of that information by the end of the show. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back in about three minutes, about three minutes and 30 seconds, if I'm not mistaken. And so please come back because we want to share some information with you as well. Thank you so much. Take Meridate is for committed couples that are either engaged or married and would like to keep the dating in their marriage, fight for the family, and lower the divorce rate one couple at a time. We plan 30 to 50 events a month that include workshops, seminars, webinars, experts, and events all around town. This is for couples that want to develop friendships with other like-minded couples that take their marriage and vows seriously. We will also be offering premarital help so that you will not be a statistic. Would you and your partner like to take international vacations together with other couples and at group rates? When you are home, you will learn your city as you go to each new event. Your membership includes all of our locations. We take the guesswork out of creating, having, and keeping a strong marriage. Contact us today. What's up, Yushi? You know why? <laughs>
Hey, welcome back to Take the Limits Off. My name is Trisha Kyle. You can join us every single Friday um, on Facebook Live. Uh, actually, it's pre-recorded, so it's no longer live, but you can catch us every single Friday on Facebook or on our YouTube page. That's uh, Boss Up Houston Network, uh, either one of those pages or my page, my Facebook page, uh, Trisha Kyle. T-R-I-C-I-A, last name K-Y-L-E. We show those shows every single Friday from 8 until 9 p.m. You can also catch our podcast, same podcast, same show, but uh, in podcast form anywhere that you have your streaming music platform, you can uh, check us out. Uh, We've got quite a few shows that are listed there. Uh, This month, October, is Domestic um, Abuse Awareness Month, and uh, we all know people that have been in horrific situations, um, horrible domestic violence situations. Uh, I've known people and and I made the mistake at the very young age of 18 where I said I would never. And then I was 19 Hmm. and I was. And mine lasted for 13 years and you lasted for a little over two years. And so I thank God that you were able to get out safely. And I thank God that you have a story to tell and that you are so willing to be so transparent in sharing your story. And you can catch Miss Akila Charles's book. I'm saying Charles' name, (laughs) Charles, uh, from now on, amen. Um, But you can catch this uh, amazing book. You can go to Amazon and purchase her book. It's called The Naked Truth. It's a story about how um, she went through and how she came out and she has become the amazing woman that she is. She's a great mother and um, a great advocate. Um, Amen. She's out here spreading um, the news that there is life after abuse and certainly this is not God's best for you. And so um, your escape plan was to call your family and to get them involved and to help them get you out. If you would have not had a family to help Mm. you, how would you have been able to get out? It's a heck of a question, isn't it? It is. um, I honestly don't know because there are people out there who don't have family who don't have anyone and it's like they stay because they feel like well where, where am I gonna go right what am I gonna do you know and that's that's the scary part but at the same time I, I never thought about that like what would I have done had I not had my family it was very uh, difficult I didn't have family around me and so it was very easy for my abuser to isolate me because I was already mm-hmm. isolated matter mm-hmm. of fact I'd run away from home because I was experienced crazy abuse at home and so I'm just here um, trying to make my way in life but you also said something that I can I uh, can identify with as well once you've been under years of manipulation and, and fear and you know abuse getting you know beat for whatever reason Right. Uh, that they would justify in their head for doing what it is that they're doing. Right. Um, there comes a point in time when maybe the physical abuse is not as bad as it was when he was do- trying to do the training. And right. I think of that as being the training yes. because I'm showing you what I like and what I don't like and what you better not do again. So I'm going to train you like right. people would train a dog, but you don't train a jo- dog through abuse. So... Um, a lot of people use abuse as a tactic of right. training, and so that was an effort to train me yeah. to get me to do and perform and be who he wanted me to be mm. um, in those moments. So cook the dinner the way that I want you to cook it, clean the way I want you to clean, behave and respond to me in the way that I want you right. to behave and respond. So then there was no longer necessary for the complete beatdowns and the you know what yeah. I'm saying for that right. type of uh, the level of domestic violence did go down but you said something else that um, the violence the the domestic abuse isn't just physical it's not mm-hmm. just sexual but it's emotional and mental and that yeah. whittling down of your self-esteem almost making you feel like you can't do anything apart and separate from them right like, what were you thinking? Yeah, exactly. Who, who taught you how to cook in the first place? Who taught exactly. you how to clean? Who taught you how to make a bed? Who taught you how to pick yeah. out clothes? Do you know what I'm saying? Just right. critiquing everything that you do as if everything that you do um, is wrong. So I do want to leave you with some information here today. So, um, and by the way, if you are on a phone, if you're on an iPad, if you're on your computer, um, 
what I want you to know, and also the National Domestic Violence Hotline wants you to know that whenever you put a search in, a lot of that information does not simply go away. Even when you try to delete your history, a lot of that stuff still stays on your computer and still stays on your phone. So they want you to be aware because if you begin to search things on your phone, um, it, if you're the person that you're with is interested in what you're looking at, they may actually be able to you know, still pull up uh, what you've been looking at even if you delete your history. So please be very um, careful about that. But if you go to the National Domestic Hotline, um, Violence Hotline there, you can chat, you can call, you can text, you can get 24-hour, um, seven days a week confidential information and they can put you in contact with um, agencies that are in your area and we know we've got some really great um, agencies here in the city of Houston, some great help in Missouri City, um, even in Stafford as well, in the surrounding areas, um, even in Baytown as well. Uh, I've known about some uh, women's shelters, uh, women that are fleeing domestic violence situations. So we've got some really good help. Um, so, but please make sure if you are in need of assistance, reach out for help and find out what's available to you and begin to make a plan. Um, it's really essential, if you, especially if you don't have family uh, to help you. Um, what has your life been like since? Tell me. <sighs> What has your life been um, like since? So when you when you broke free, what does was he still trying to come around? Yes. How long did yes. that play out before he went on about his life? Um, for about up until my daughter was about two, like a year and a half to two years old. And then the calls um, stopped, and the manipulation yes. kind of stopped. Yes. Okay. I think once once I stood up to him. Mm. Uh, once I showed him that I was no longer afraid, mm -hmm. you no longer have control over me. Yeah. You know, once he saw that, that's when it's like, okay. And I kind of had to turn into this crazy woman to make him just back off. <laughs> it's the truth. I heard the greatest way to keep people away from you is that crazy. I don't know. There may be some truth in that thing. But, um, yeah, I tried, you know. Um, to just, I was like, let me be a little crazy. Maybe he, you know, you made me this way. <laughs> so Listen, whatever that, you have to do to be ex free. Exactly. Amen. Exactly. Um, there was, a, when I moved into my apartment, I stayed with my parents for about uh, six months. Understand. And then I got my own place. Um, and let me, let me just say this. No one should ever underestimate the power of a woman. Especially, especially when our back is against the wall or right. that is when our strength really shows and comes through. Right. Um, because during the time that I lived with my parents, I, I would get up super, super early. I mm -hmm. uh, put my baby into um, this in-home daycare that was in my mom's neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, I would, I was working a $8.50 $8.50 hour job at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I would get up super early, get my baby ready for daycare, get myself ready for work. Um, I would put her in the stroller. I would walk, you know, push the stroller to the daycare, which was like about three or four blocks over. Mm -hmm. um, then I would walk an extra like 20 minutes to the bus stop. Mm -hmm. And I would catch the bus to work, go to work, get off, get back on the bus come home, get her from the daycare, we'll walk back to the house. I did this every day. Wow. And like I said, the job was only paying eight fifty an hour, but you know, I'm like, I needed something, you know? Right. Um, so the fact that I was willing to walk away and leave everything, everything behind, behind. The, the new furniture, the, all this stuff, whatever, the material things, um, my piece is worth much more. Priceless. It's priceless. So, yeah, I'm just glad that I had my parents. I have my parents. And, you know, that um, that's one thing. People can go to family. If you don't have family, go to someone. Um, like you said, call the call the hotlines. Um, have a have a plan. And I know it's it's kind of it can be scary. Very and especially if the person has you gone mentally, yeah. you're you know, you may not want to leave right then. 
Right. You may, you know, people are telling you, you have to go, you have to go, but you really don't want to go or no one can make you leave. That's, right. that's the scary part. Right. It's like, you know, you don't want to be treated this way, right. but you get so used to what's familiar. This is familiar for me. This is right. what I'm used to. This is what I know. Right. So change can be scary. Well, I don't right. know what else is out there, what else to do or, right. and that alone can make someone stay, Right. which can end up ending deadly right you know so um i totally forgot the question you asked me because <laughs> i feel like i just <laughs> no it's okay to we're gonna topic, take but... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take a very quick break we have one more break um right before we get ready to end the show um please stay put and come back make sure you're listening and watching all the great content that we have right here on boss up houston network don't forget to like and subscribe to our youtube page as well as our facebook page so you can catch all the amazing we got mary date we've got listen people that are uh, interested in the sexy sofa the sexy single sofa on amber neal's show happy birthday to uh dj houston we love you so much even though this is going to air october the 8th which is a complete week away from um, your birthday because it's October the 1st but today is October the 1st God bless you there is um, the Real Housewives of Houston we've got um, there's just so much amazing content here um, people that are interested in getting their finances right please check out what we've got going on at Boss Up Houston Network this is the place to be and certainly the place to watch so we're going to come back in about three minutes and we're going to be closing out the show watching a great show on Boss Up Houston Network. Have you heard? They're bossing up, okay? And I heard they're looking for you. Any podcasters, talk show hosts, if you're a writer or producer, we definitely need you. Come aboard and boss up. Are you a small business owner that is struggling to promote your company? Our topic today is what's your status? Shoot the dice at this point. Shoot the dice, roll the dice. So... Hey, how y'all doing? It's attorney Sabrina. Um, all right. Bye. Indiana, Victoria Blanco. <laughs> I love it. Imagine being televised on a national platform. How about being a host or sponsor on a syndicated podcast? Or being featured on exclusive promotions and interview for your product to your ideal customer? Hi, I'm Kayla Sneed, and I'm head of sales with Boss Up Houston. And here at Boss Up, we like to help small business owners and entrepreneurs advertise, promote, or become a sponsor for one of our television, podcasts, or radio shows. All you have to do is click the link down below to see if you qualify. I'll be seeing you soon. This is Boss Up Houston, where we look up, stay up, and boss up. Boss up, Houston. You know why?
Amen, and welcome back to Take the Limits Off. That's right, this is the name of the show, Take the Limits Off. So if you're interested in checking out our podcast, uh, make sure you search up Take the Limits Off, and then you'll see a little picture of me, purple and white and black. You'll be able to see it. Take the Limits Off with Trisha Kyle. Uh, we come to you every single Friday from 8 until 9, right here on Boss Up Houston Network on our YouTube page as well as our Facebook page. Again, we've got Miss Akila Charles. AKA always Akila, Miss Akila Charles. We're so <laughs> glad to have her again. And give us your social media platforms and again, how they can get the book, The Naked Truth. Um, the book, you can purchase it on Amazon. Um, you can find me at Akila Charles for on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, even if you look up Akila, the author. Akila the author. Akila the author. That's how I have her in yes. my family. <laughs> Akila the author. You will find me. Amen. So yeah, I can just type it in, uh, Google me. I'll pop up. You know, my Facebook and my uh, information that way will pop up. So. Amen. So if you're yeah. interested in having her come out to come and speak, um, if you're doing a. Uh, a domestic violence program or something like that. You'd like to have her come out and come speak from her um, yeah. perspective. Uh, I know that she'd be most willing to do that because her platform she uses to help inspire and encourage someone um, that yes, you can live. There is life after yes. um, domestic violence and life looks good on you. Thank you. I'm so glad Thank that you, you are here. It's so much, so much better because when, when you're in it, you don't you don't see the light at the see. end of the tunnel, yeah. you know. Um, but once you're in a place where it's like, okay, this is what I've prayed for. Mm -hmm. I'm finally living what I've prayed for. Amen. And I look back and go, man, to think that I thought that he was my world and I would never be able to get out of that. And Amen. and now it's like, wow, like I really got through it. Yeah, you did. And you know, and wrote and, a book about it. Yeah. <laughs> wrote a book about it. <laughs> Amen. So if there is someone, male or female, um, who is dealing with domestic violence, maybe they themselves um, are in a, a situation, how would you talk to someone uh, tonight? What would you tell them? I would say um, it is not your fault. Amen. Um, you are worth much more than what you may think you're worth. Amen. You're worth much, much more than what they try to tell you you're worth. Um, and you deserve the best. Whatever that looks like for you, do not settle. Do not settle. Because I can promise you, there is like, if you're just searching for love or whatever it is, you have to start within yourself first. Amen. You have to love you. And, you know, I would say pray. Amen. Like really pray. There was a time where I stopped praying because I felt like God was not hearing me. Wow. But, you know, he, he would send people to me to let me know. He would send signs and everything to let me know I've, I've never left you Amen. and that I'm here. That so I would say, yes, I would say um, to really just, just sit with yourself and go, what, what do I want for me? What do I need for me? God, what do you want from me? Amen. And just listen for his voice. There's times where I ride in my car with no music on. Amen. Um, there's times where that's where I have the best uh, worship sessions Amen. in my car by myself. Honey. Yes. yes. And <laughs> I've yep. had people, you know, the cars on side of me, people looking at me crazy. Like, look. what is and I'm like, hey, if you only Boy, knew. She praising him. If you only knew. <laughs> What he's brought me out of, Amen. then you would understand, you know. Amen. Um, but that's what I would say to just search for that love within yourself. And you have to just forgive yourself. Because we tend to beat ourselves up. Like, why did I allow this person to do this to me? Right. Or why, you know. And you have to know that it's it's not your fault. It's nothing you did wrong. Or right. it's nothing you could have done different to right. make them not be who they are or how they are with you. Um, so yeah, that, that would be my, my advice. Amen. Um, we're about to close out the show again. I would admonish you 
listen, if you are in a domestic violence situation or if you yourself find yourself on the other side of this, maybe you're the person who doesn't know how to control their anger. Maybe you're the person who um, uses violence to control your partner, or maybe you're the one that's being controlled um, by your partner. What I would tell you is please reach out and get some help. The National Domestic Violence Hotline, you can text, you can call, you can chat. Um, you can uh, do all of that. There is some help for you. There is counseling. There is some assistance for you um, as a licensed and ordained minister and a licensed and ordained um, pastor. I would say, let me say this, that if you're in a domestic violence situation, the church's stance should always be abuse is not okay and do not stay in a domestic violence situation, especially when we know um, the statistics concerning death, mortality, morbidity, yes. when it comes to um, these types of relationships. They do not end well. They do affect the family. And unfortunately, that cycle of abuse continues to repeat itself, and it almost becomes a generational curse. If that's something that you believe in, if you understand what you see, you replicate. Mm -hmm. And if it's yeah. if it's a young man who's grown up in a household and he has seen where no one knows how to control their anger, then he may also grow up being a man who does not know how to control his emotions or his anger, who will use violence to get his way or his get his point across. Also, we know that there are women that can grow up in domestic violence situations and say, hey, I'm never going to be abused like that ever again. And they themselves then become the abuser. So what I want to speak to you right now is grace. I don't believe that if you are the person that is inflicting the violence or the pain or um, that you should be in a relationship at all, period, until you address your um, issues with anger and your emotions and kind of unpack what it is that you've experienced. Um, if you're the person who is a victim, I believe that you at this moment don't need to be in a relationship either because you got to unpack that as well. Mm -hmm. And certainly we got to consider the children because yes. they're watching what we do and what we don't do. And even when we think we're teaching them, hey, don't get in a relationship like this, you've said more to them by staying in the relationship yeah. than you ever did with your mouth. Kids, pay attention to what it is that you do, and they don't always pay attention to what you say. So my stance is for the family and for getting help for everyone in the family. So please get the help that you need so that you can be the whole individual so that we can wholly come together or not come together, but at least our children have a fighting chance of growing up without violence and we have an opportunity to maybe break some chains that we've been in ourselves. So I hope that uh, speaks to your heart. It's not a critical or judgmental place. Um, I've gotten past that in my life, um, but I just know that if you are a person who's prone to putting your hands on people, you definitely don't need to be in a relationship at all. Um, amen and amen, lights. Hallelujah. <laughs> but anyway, again, my name is Trisha, and this is Take the Limits Off. And I thank you so much, Miss Akila, for coming and for being so me. truthful and so honest and being so transparent and exposing this thing that's happened in your life but man you look life looks so good on you thank i said you that so before <laughs> she is so beautiful god bless you thank you so much for turning your pain into your passion and writing a book about it i know this was your journal and i thank god that your mom spoke life into you and said hey yes. <laughs> make sure you write that thing right. so again if you're interested in getting in contact with her please do and please keep joining us for the rest of this month we're going to continue to talk about domestic violence um, yeah, I know you're probably going to get tired of it. Don't really care. It doesn't really matter. It's my show. Amen. My name is on it. But listen, we all have experienced some form, whether it was us or someone that we saw, because the numbers are too high for us to have grown up holy and not have seen it. Some of us grew up with domestic violence in our homes. Some of us experienced it outwards, and some of us have seen uh, people in our lives, and some of us have actually experienced loss 
um, from domestic violence. So in any case, please join us back next Friday. Don't forget uh, to tune in. We love you so much with a whole heart. Truly we do. God, man, we serve an amazing God, a limitless God. Don't you think it's time that we take the limits off? God bless you. Please take care of yourself and your family. We love you. Amen. There are three ways to stop limiting God and yourself. Change your thoughts, change your beliefs, and change your actions. I'm inviting you here on Take the Limits Off Friday evenings at 8 p.m. right here on Boss Up Houston Network. We serve an unlimited God. Don't you think it's time we take the limits off?